0: The days of just being a wholesaler, just being a subject to guy, just being an innovation guy, or just being a realtor, I think it's like, hey, go be a problem solver for these people.
1: You're listening to the Real Estate of Things podcast.
2: Welcome back to another great episode here of the Real Estate of Things. I'm your host, Nate Tronfio with Lima One Capital. And man, I am excited to introduce you to the man, Chris Iman. Um, he has significant heavy experience in all things uh, single family real estate investing, uh, with some headlines of sell, uh, purchasing over 10,000 homes, lending over a billion dollars in private hard money lending, uh, and much, much more that we'll uh, get into here on this exciting show and episode. So, Chris, man, welcome to REOT.
0: Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So, let's just start with the basics. You know, just I gave the headlines, but give us a little bit more, just the high level of what you do, because you do a lot. And I'd love for the audience to sort of get, get a good gist of that before we get into some detailed topics here.
0: Yeah, so I'm just, uh, you know, I am mainly in Phoenix, Arizona, I, I dabble in Florida. When I say dabble, um, you know, I think we do like three or four deals a month, nothing crazy. Um, where we do, you know, maybe 30 to 40 deals here in the Phoenix market. Um, I just had to, you know, we're both in uh, a mastermind together, Collective Genius. So I just had to pump out uh, last year's note numbers, so I kind of know them, so we did 442 houses um, last year in 2022, um, we always do about, we bounce between four and 500 hard money loans, nothing like uh, Lima Capital over there, but uh, we, uh, we're just a little boutique shop, you know, out of Phoenix, Arizona, just, you know, doing some stuff.
2: Man, uh, you're you're a humble guy, Chris. Man, but so so knowing that you are that, like, just really quick broad strokes. Like, what's the clearly you got a team, man, in, in a well oiled one, I'm sure. So just give me the high strokes of the team on the lending side and also on on the acquisition and hard asset side.
0: So on the the lending side, it's just a you know we have a loan processor. Um, I'm I'm so in Arizona, you have to be a mortgage banker to lend and service and all the stuff that we do here in so I'm the, we're a, a mortgage banker. Um, I'm the responsible individual for the bank. Every banker needs what's called an R.I. And then I'm the loan officer too. And then I just have a, I have a loan processor. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit more expensive. And I guess I should say that I was a little, I've been a little bit more expensive than everybody in town for call it the last Three, four years because everybody dropped in like that 10 and a half and 11 space. And I'm always been at 12. I guess I'm probably not uh, more expensive because everybody's credit lines are creeping up. And I just uh, <laughs> I just sell the private guys. So, you know, I just originate loans at 12. I sell them at 10. Um, pretty simple. <laughs> just just a bunch of buddies. And then, uh, yeah, that's it. It's and then on the uh, acquisition side, um, we're not like all these guys that do all the direct-to-seller marketing. Um, what we do is we kind of co-wholesale everything. I, we, we have probably about five to six teams that are younger guys, hustlers, um, that just, I kind of give them all the information, all the tools to make them dangerous and say, hey, you can cold call, you can text, you can door knock, however you want to do it. You go get the contract. I'll throw up the earnest money and then I'll sell it and we'll 50 50 split it. So, we don't have any in house acquisition guys. We have two in house underwriters. So, these teams run out and they door knock, they cold call, they text, they get an address, they shoot it to us, and we're like, hey, that's a 200 house. We're a buyer at like 130. They go grab it for 130. Maybe we push it out the door at like 142. They get six, we get six. Um, but as soon as they as soon as soon they get the A to B contract, they shoot it to our TC. We courier over the earnest money. Um, we send it out on our list. We have about 11,000 people we send it to. Um, and then they just go find their next deal.
2: Two lean, mean operating machines there. Um, and, and I'm sure you got a lot of great people in that and uh, some great processes as well. Uh, I'll tell you from the lending side, knowing the services that you provide, which we'll circle back to lending here, uh, you're probably not charging enough, quite honestly, uh, especially with what's going on out there in the market. But um, I know I know you're running some some great operations with some great solutions for investors. So let's hit that acquisition side a little bit more. But but really, actually, to get to the point to doing 400 plus deals, which it sounds like you've been at for a little while, like. How long did it take you to get to that pace? And how long have you been at that pace of sort of transactional activity?
0: Um, So, you know, I started, you know, I'm not, I'm not the sales guy. I'm not the good, I'm not the guy that can close at the coffee room table or the dining room (laughs) table, whatever I'm, so I actually started in 99, just going to trustee sale. Um, A math major, I can calculate, you know, ARVs, you know, what you need to buy at pretty quickly in my head. So that was the space where I started. Um, I spent most of my time at Trustee Sale, probably from kind of '99 all the way through um, maybe 2018. So I had to learn this new direct to seller acquisition side just recently. Um, so that's where you know the Mastermind Collective Genius definitely helped out. But um, so I started just you know wholesaling in '99, probably before the word was even invented. <laughs> So um, I would just go to the foreclosure steps. You know, I didn't have any cool emails, distribution system, or text. It was literally just, I'd go buy a house at the trustee sale. Um, I bought my first three and I flipped them. And then but back in 99, if you're going to the bar, you're networking with people, you're like, yeah, I'm buying at the courthouse. And everybody's like, nobody buys at the courthouse. I buy at the courthouse. <laughs> Um, so then it was just dial for dollars. I had like 20 buyers. I'd be like, Hey, I bought one, two, three main street. I bought it. It It's worth like 150. I paid a hundred for it. Um, I'll meet you. I'll sign over my, cause you just get a one page contract at the trustee sale. You had to put a thousand dollars at the trustee sale at the time and pay by 5 PM the next business day. I'm like, Hey, I'll get you, uh, I'll get you set up. We'll meet at the trustee and you give me my $1,000 back plus maybe like another $2,500. Bring that in cash, by the way. <laughs> and that's how I started. And then uh, that went to, uh, oh, can you can I use your hard money lender? So I was referring hard money off to this other guy. At the time, it was 18%. Um, I did that for like a year. Um, and then a guy, I was you know going through the one edge. Remember the real estate one ads? Yep. <laughs> I was going through yep. that. The one ads that I find found a guy that had uh had a bunch of cash he's like, "I'll lend you money at twelve I'm go charge eighteen great I'll lend it to you at twelve and now i'm now I'm making a six point spread for bringing my guys to him i wasn't he was just paying me the six point spread I was just I would still have to bring the the buyer to him he had all the docs set up I wasn't doing any of that and then the the guy that I was sending all the business to said, so hey losing, why are you using me anymore? And I'm like, well, I guess this guy has got all his money He's giving it to me at 12. I'm lending it, to make, I'm making money. All right. Long story short, I introduced the two guys. Next thing I know, I own a percentage of a uh, hard money company. I own a percentage of an acquisition company, a trustee sale. And I think in 2003, we got our first line of credit for 25 million from Wells Fargo Foothill. And then we were doing, I'd say we were averaging probably three to four day, three to four houses a day at trustee sales. So 600 to 800 houses a year. So that's, that's from 2000 to 2002 to three. That's, you know, that was the transition.
2: Interesting. So it's been quite a while, and then you've continued to probably mold and morph some of your processes and tactics and relationships. Of course, grew because you know you went from what you said tw- twenty buyers to now a population of eleven thousand. Technology came in the mix and helped you there. Um, you know what? Like you, you, you could say you've been through a bunch of ebbs and flows and ups and downs. If you were to pick a couple year segment from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand twenty three, that was your favorite time. Um, to, to operate and transact and acquire. What time frame was that?
0: It was probably a little bit too much stress on our lives, but um, call it 2010 to 2013. Um, we bought for a company called Fria, which was a Goldman Sachs fund. Um, and I mean, I, our single biggest day at trustee sale was 27 houses. Um, but, you know, so I got... Wiped out, completely wiped out in 2008 because I had a personal guarantee. Uh, you know, when you when Wells Fargo Foothill gives you a 100 million dollar line, they also <laughs> give you this giant uh, stack from their lawyers, right?
2: right?
0: <laughs> um, so personal guarantees and all that. So got wiped out. So I couldn't. So and obviously the fl- flood of houses going to trustee sale. I mean, I think there were a, a thousand houses a day in this town scheduled. Um, so what we did is we created a bid service um, where we would publish all the houses, all the opening bids. We would drive them all. We'd put drop boxes of it and all, and you could bid online. You can ship that right from where you're, your Lima capital and just watch your computer and watch the houses go. And, um, and then what would happen, it would be an internal bid on the computer and then whoever had the highest. So if, you know, the trustee starts calling the sale. Hey, one, two, three main street. We would close it on our app, hit the call button. It would dial that investor's phone number and then they could be live while the trustee sale happened. Um, but then when we got the, uh, we got the Frio account, they literally gave us their buy box or spreadsheet. We'd punch it in. Um, we'd go out and buy a house and then they would pay us $1,500 per transaction. Now, I had to use, I had to go back to that same guy that gave me money at 12% again. Um, you know, in 2006, he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to quit lending. I was like, everything's great. Why would you just stop doing business? I should have learned. When he said that, I should have figured something out.
1: <laughs>
0: but uh, I had to go back to him and he was like, all right, you know, I'll give you all the money for these purchases because, you know, Fria wanted title insurance, which you don't get at trustee sale. So... He'd be like, "All right, you get half, I get half." Um, you know, so we were buying, you know, stucco tile houses for like sixty thousand dollars and selling them, but you had to wait for the deed to come in, and that was like seven to ten days, right? So we'd sell them ten days later for fifty, you know, sixty thousand, sixty one thousand five hundred. Which, you know, for him, he's putting out sixty thousand dollars and getting $750 back in ten days. You know, that's a good deal for him, right? I don't know, the return on investment, it's like 30 or something, right? And then, uh, you know, so it was kind of fun going to trustee sale and you walk in the room and, you know, Doug Hopkins was bidding for uh, Blackstone at the time. Um, So it was just like, but everybody else would be like, these guys are here again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like the good old days and I'm sure you've had a a lot of those, um, and, and certainly a, a lot's changed, but a lot of the fundamentals that you're referencing here haven't, um, and, and a lot of that from what I'm hearing is just making sure that you're buying right and you have liquid capital and ease in, in access to it. Um, so let's fast forward then to sort of nowadays in the current time frame. you know, talk to us on the acquisition front, like what are just some of the trends that you're seeing when, when, you know, work in the model that you're, you're doing now? I mean, obviously we stick
0: to that, uh, Kind of that B class house. Um, we had to stay away in Phoenix, Arizona. We had to stay away from all that kind of really new stuff for a long time because you had Zillow, Open Door, Offer Pad. You know, then you had all the buy and hold funds that were just like gobbling it. You know, Roofstock. You know, Progress Realty, like yeah, 1990 a newer three bed two bath two car. You know, <laughs> you know that if that if if that was if it fit that model it was going for retail, whether it was a trustee sale or wherever it was. So you kind of had to work those areas where they didn't want to buy a little older product, that kind of stuff. Now it's just, now it's just back to the good old days where those guys were not around and the the interest rates aren't three. So people aren't, you know, grabbing, you know, your typical guys and buying like two and three houses and all that. you, you have just kind of a normal market. So, now, I actually love it. You know, a little fear out there. (laughs) Everybody's like, what's happening next? I'm like, I don't care. I'm buying stuff at 60 cents on the dollar.
2: (laughs) That's where you make your money, right? And I think um, like no one here wants to root for any distress in the market. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, with some realm of threat and stress comes the biggest opportunities. And I mean, you yourself, I'm sure can speak to that just because you've been through a lot of these cycles where there's a lot of just negative press and then certainly negative results in the real estate market and uh you know it's interesting we've we've seen uh like a positive wave in the first month and a half two months of this year and uh i think uh we're we're in for an interesting time here uh, upcoming but with that and some of the challenges to come it can create the the most and biggest opportunity so it's it's interesting cool to hear um you feel that and and also articulate a little bit of why you know a lot of parts of Arizona was sort of the boom, you know, places to be and and in, in, in regards to value. And unfortunately, they've also had some of the big busts uh, and drops here recently. But again, all that just creates the the opportunity. So um in your co-wholesaling model, um, you know, it sounds like just confirm you you help run and put the platforms in place for marketing. And if so, or if not, like what is working, what's not on the marketing side and in, in, you know, in regards to acquisitions right now.
0: Yeah, so obviously, uh, you know, back, back, you know, when I first started, it was letters and all that kind of stuff, and obviously, it's moved way more towards virtual assistant, cold calling, and texting. That is obviously the easiest and cheapest acquisition. Now, obviously, if you put out a text or a cold call today, that's probably a ninety to one hundred and twenty day lead versus, um, you know, like, uh, like I said, good old Doug in my operation here in phoenix he's got his little commercials running around obviously that's a way hotter ready to go lead um but obviously the the spend is way more i mean i think pay-per-click here is you know in phoenix arizona because it's kind of the guru central part of the country i want to say a paper click lead is like five hundred dollars you know so whereas you get you know, out of market, something like that, you can get paper click leads for, you know, 30 to 40 to $100, you know. Um, yeah, but in Phoenix, it's it's just nutty. And then if you're not like 100% on your game, if you don't have your systems dialed, dialed in, uh, you're just going to get eaten alive by <laughs> acquisition costs.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just you can't beat the system, right? And you have to have some realm of staying power. I mean, TV is certainly known to be you know, one of, if not the most expensive, but it can have a pretty broad reach. It's also very hard to track in ROI if you don't have the right systems, but I know Doug's got that dialed in, that's for sure. Um, you know, if like if you had sort of somebody new to investing and they wanted to try and cheat the system... You know, and it may just not be possible, but I'm interested in your perspective. Like what would be the marketing strategy to try and build up as quickly as possible if there is such a unicorn? You know, one of my
0: biggest clients in town um, that brings me deals is, you know, they're just I mean, obviously having the right guy at the door is number one. Right. The the guy that can close. You need a closer you know if, like I'm not a closer I'm too nice of a guy i can't i don't have I can't ask for a contract you know just like the guys that are good at closing if if you if you're not one of them hire him uh you need that guy first but if you got that guy then I think uh door knocking foreclosures door knocking back taxes um any city lien list anything like that I think is you know I mean, you're not gonna get huge volume, but when you when you hit it, um, my daughter's a, a licensed agent. Uh, she just listed a property from my door knocking uh, foreclosure. <laughs> she just listed it, 330. I just pulled the tax records, cause she's like, hey dad, can you comp this for me? I, he's asking me what I should list it for. He bought it for 102. 102, <laughs> she's listing it for for 330. And he's like, if it's not, if you don't have a contract in a week, drop it another 10. If you don't have another, like, but he's got, you know, 200,000 plus in room on it. So, um, but yeah, so I think, I think that's the kind of like, you know, a great way to start, but you know, I kind of tell, cause I do some coaching to anybody. I'm like, Hey, do some VA outbound cold calling. If you don't have a budget, cold call yourself. Um, obviously cold calling is a tough gig. Um, so I also, I do, do a, like a a three prong strategy, get some cold callers out there, do some texting. And then when you kind of get, you know, you're beaten down a little bit, do some outbound agent outreach for some cold wholesaling. So that's kind of, it's like a three prong strategy. I give my students and then, uh, and then, you know, when you really are beaten up because you're just tired of beating, people saying, hey, just leave me alone, then go build your dispo list and be like, hey, I ah, can I add
2: you to my list because most of them say yes. <laughs> sure. It sounds like, I mean, you, you covered a lot there. And I think some of the key things, as you said it earlier, but very briefly, is like your systems and processes are really important because uh, there is no one size fits all marketing plan and there is no unicorn trick to build something up really quickly. I hope you listener also heard is someone who's super passionate about sales, given my role here at Lee One Capital, you know, it's really maybe not about the lead in the marketing, it's about the sales process in person. Um and, you know, certainly you can improve conversions by sharpening your tactics and how you go to market from a marketing perspective. But if you don't have a good sales process nailed down, it's hard to convert and close. Um and so, you know, I think the human element of that you can never get away from. Um, you know, whether it's VA humans or you know, nowadays with compliance through texting, you have to have a human clicking the button a million times to send all those blasts out. Um, but, you know, the, the human element you can't get away from. And sort of to me, that's a, a lot of sales 101. So you let's enter into the next uh, sort of side and spectrum of uh, typical uh, real estate investing. You, you brought it up here on the dispositions front. So I'm just going to ask you the same question, but on dispositions, like what are the trends you're seeing on the sales side?
0: So um, I guess. I hate to say it, but we're kind of lazy because we have 11,000 people in our database and we've been in business for 20 years. Um, So we still just do a mass email. I don't do any text texting to our customers because, I mean, I still haven't found a platform that's going to let me send out 11,000 text messages 20 days a month. (laughs) I can can get away with it with email, but, uh, you know, I've kind of thought about like, you know, bringing in the, just kind of like looking at my last, who bought those 442 homes last year, you know, maybe just do a quick text to them, but you know, I don't know. I'm just, it just, we have such a mass outreach. And then, you know, I'm, I'm the president of the local RIA and um, you know, and then, so you see some, a little bit of education ads, you see some stuff on my RIA, Instagram and Facebook. Also, I do a, a podcast once a week. So, you know, I have like, you know, I'm not out there doing any, um, advertising, like paid advertising. I'm just, so you have signups on our disposition lists, like, I don't know, three to four a day just from, you know, miscellaneous stuff. And, you know, if that guy just signs up, I don't want to like have my little stacked guys over here, and not even give him a chance to even buy the house. He's new. Right. Um, so I guess I just keep email blasting. (laughs)
2: Hey, man, if it's not broke, you know, no need to try and fix it. And I, th- I think the important thing you're saying here, too, because of all the diverse ways you're you're out there is just you got to be visible. Um, and, you know, your relationships, whether virtual or in person, will spread as long as you continue to be visible doing what you do. Um, what what do you see is like on the Dispo side, any trends on what's selling quicker or not? I mean, obviously, real estate is very location and market centric and, and reliant, but in your markets, any trends on that side?
0: No, and I, I mean, we, you know, kind of my biggest, uh, you know, we did some great numbers just like anybody in real estate for the first six months of 2022. But I think one of my best stats of 2022 is we wholesale 44 houses in October when everybody's like, and, but that was just, it was just like, hey guys, um, you know, talking to those six acquisition teams, it's like, hey, if you want to make money this month, you're going to have to get a deal that makes that seller who just got on the fence jump off the fence like you're gonna to have to you're gonna to have to make him jump off the fence he's gonna to have to be like, "Oh, I just bought one in that subdivision last year for a hundred thousand dollars more. I gotta take it you know <laughs> but and then and that was the conversation that we just had to have with them, and like, hey, we need to be lower we need to be, you know." Before we were spending, you know, if you had a deal in Phoenix, you could sell, I mean, funds buying, I mean, you could really just buy a house and sell it to Open right, <laughs> and then make a clip on it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just, you know, changing your conversation.
2: Interesting. And so, you know, when you are putting out all this, uh, all these deals and opportunities, is there any type of messaging that you see that's clicking more than not? Or are you sort of, you got a tried and true content piece or like talk to me there
0: i think we just you know we keep i mean networking is kind of like my thing right i didn't i didn't you know i just i just got on social media because i had to um you know it wasn't you know and it's funny it wasn't even. i had to um i kept trying to push my kids i have uh three younger kids i got a 22 24 26 i'm like hey you guys jump on social media this is, this is your world. This is you right here. And they're like, well, we, don't, we don't want to put our faces out there. And I'm just like, so it was just kind of actually one of those things. It's like, uh, no, that that doesn't, excuse doesn't work. And I'm like, I'm 51 years old. I don't want to be on social media, but I'm going to prove to you that it works. So I'll go do it myself. And then they're like, no, oh, good old dad's on social media. I, I do get some texts like, dad, you should like, you know, make sure your background's a little better or something like that. Like, Hey, you guys could be doing this. So, but no, it's just, you know, it's, I think it's just about the message. And then, you know, I do the re and this year's message has kind of been like, Hey, uh, the volume isn't going to be the same in in any market, whether it's our market, your market, whatever. We used to do 12,000 houses a month in Phoenix. Uh, so, you know, that's times 12, that's 140 transactions you know, in October we did 4,600 transactions, you know, and now January and February have been like that $9,000 mark. So, um, we're back to like 75%, but, um, so the message is right now is like, Hey, volumes down. If you have a lead in the door, you need to figure out how to monetize that. It might be a wholesale deal. Great. If that's not a wholesale deal, then, uh, it might be a novation. And if it's not an ovation, maybe it's a subject to. And if they just want top dollar, just say, okay, we give you top dollar, but we got to take it to the MLS. And you better have a real estate agent on your team. You know, the days of just being a wholesaler, just being a subject to guy, just being an innovation guy or just being a realtor, I think, um, I think it's like, hey, go be a problem solver for these people. And then you can learn how to monetize that lead no matter what.
2: I like that, you know, and in, in, I was saying sales, it's all about providing solutions on identifying needs and pains. And uh, that sounds like exactly what you're doing. I, I, I want to hit one of the last topics on sort of the dispo front. So everybody loves to see on social media, these big pictures of a check with some fat number on it, right? So how, yeah. So how does Chris look at like, margins like you know you touched on that a little bit and alluded to it but i'd like for you to dissect that i won't throw any checks on social
0: media but our, i mean our our goal is you know i love going to collective genius and they say oh the average wholesale fee is like thirty thousand. not in phoenix it's not the average wholesale fee is like 12 maybe um and then i'm splitting that with my acquisition teams so but a dollar in the door is a dollar in the door so my numbers in uh February, we did 35 transactions at $250,000 gross. Um, so, tw- you know, standard 20% to the acquisition guy, right? So, you know, um, that's $200,000 off 35 deals. What is that like, seven? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is, you know, it's, so, but I'm not, I'll, I'll take a whole selfie for three. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn it down, you know? Sure. <laughs>
2: sure and you know especially when uh, you got the systems and the processes to to do it you know dollar in the door i, I love that line so you know it also allows you in, in the wholesale realm just like many other strategies that you referenced uh, to not take balance sheet risk so with that said let's move to the lending side of the conversation so um, you've been in hard money and you know when well, you cross into the private money you know private lending type realm however you want to define it for a little while so you know I'm sure you've seen a lot of again ebbs and flows, but just like what's changed from then till now in regards to the lending that you've been in.
0: Yeah, so obviously uh, 2007 and 2008 was no fun in lending. Um, You know, you know, I got this little like plaque that I still have. It says uh, Wells Fargo Foothill 100 million dollar line that they gave me. I mean, that's. I mean, I think I had that when I was in my 30s, so that was that was pretty, but pretty good to have. And I'm like, but I also signed a personal guarantee and got clobbered upside the head. So, but now I'm just, you know, I don't want to sign any, uh, personal guarantees. So I just, after 2000, you know, kind of eight, I'm like, Hey, I'll get back in the lending business. I'm not going to go get any institutional money. Um, I got a group of guys that just want to click their, their 10% interest check. And I, I go originate at 12 and I, I take my two point spread, which I think is pretty good. I think most funds are what they call an 80-20, right? So uh, the promoter gets the 20, the, the you know the fund gets the 80. So kind of the same thing. I'm I'm 12 and 10. I, I keep, I, you know, lend out at 12. I get to keep two points on the deal and uh, I get a $700 fee along with it. And so maybe I'm like a 2.4 or something like that. And then that's just, that's how we do
2: it. It's simple. Um, and so the the private individuals and it sounds like a lot of friends that you have, they, give me a, a quick story or two of the, how you came to, you know, some probably higher net worth individuals that are uh, willing and trusting of you to deploy capital and then sort of sell a note to them and and you know, make a couple of dollars. Like give me a story or two of who and how you met some of them.
0: You know, it's kind of um obviously I you know i've been around phoenix for a long time um you know when i uh and i and i, I have this story and i've told the story just kind of like i told you like had the hundred million dollar line of credit had uh had the plaque that said i had it was lending so you know when you're trying to deploy a hundred million dollars in t- town like your name gets around right um but in the downturn you know i kind of did a little uh, asset management for wells fargo foothill you know, did some foreclosures, did all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, I didn't, you know, Wells Fargo lost $6 million. Chris Simon personally lost 4.8. And I I had that conversation with him. Like you lost 6 million. I personally lost 4.8 million. Like I'm not. And then I just, you know, actually someone gave me advice. He's just like, they're going to keep calling you just ignore them. And, and I didn't, uh, I didn't file bankruptcy I lost uh, about a million five of friends and family money and uh, spent from 08 to 2015 paying it all back and I'm like hey I'm not paying you a dollar interest I will give you all your principal um, so I paid it all back and then you know when that happened it's just like everybody's like yeah let's give Chris money
2: pays back hey man I mean it's it's um, you know easy for you to say it now. Um, and for what it means, it's, it's super commendable, but then super credible. And that's what helps build rapport. And, um, that is so important when you're out there raising money, uh, and helping others invest money through you and your, your strategies. So you talked about being a solution provider, um, you know, on the, on the sales side, um, you know, a lot of people in lending are always, what's the rate, what's the rate, what's the rate, you know? answer. Why does not, why does the rate not matter when you have a reliable, hard-money private lender, uh, in your stable, give that little sort of, and you said you're not a sales guy, but give that pitch, please.
0: So, you know, obviously, uh, you said, I mean, you said you guys are in 46 states. So, um, you know, some of these, you know, bigger guys come to town and obviously all these funds had all that cash raised, And so a lot of those single family, uh, Home buyers turned into lenders themselves because they had all that cash. Right. Um, So, but you know, all that with these big lenders, like, like Lima Capital, I'm just the local guy. Right. So the typical hard money guy that has the lower rate, maybe it's a 10, um, is going to ask for your last three deals, right? He's going to ask for pre-huds, after-huds, all the pictures before, before and after pictures. Uh, They don't even really want to talk to you until you did three to five deals. I, on the other hand, if you text me right now on my phone, said, hey, Chris, I need a hard money lender right now. I would forward it to my processor. My processor, um, I would have you underwritten because I'm, I'm an acquisition guy for houses in Phoenix. So I would look at it just as an acquisition. Like, okay, you're buying it. It's worth $200. you are buying it for 140 from a wholesaler, right? All right. I'd buy that house at 120. I'll take my 15% down, which is 21,000 bucks, right? That gives me my loan amount at like 119 to 120. I would buy that house. Hey Michelle, shoot them over an app. It's a one-page app. Because if you don't pay me, I'm just looking at it as an acquisition. Boom. Here's a doc sign on your um, computer an hour later. Click the button. Boom. Or right. I make you actually I send I send you the thing. Do I have permission to? speak with you electronically. <laughs> so that goes first, right? I got to click that button. As soon as they do that, boom, they have their app over there versus, you know, some kind of, we call, I call it soft money, some soft money lender that's going to you money at 10% and a point. Um, you know, you got to fill out that three page app, got to submit all your stuff, you know? So yeah, I'm, I've been more expensive. I'm probably, I'm probably in the ballpark of what people are lending it now, whether you know, there's a big there's a big lender in Phoenix that is is jumped. They were always always at like 900 and ten and a half percent, but now they're like 11 and a point. I'm like it's the same money as 12 percent in the 700 dollars fee. And actually, if you if you buy it and someone you get lucky and you sell it in 60 days, I go that guy's way more expensive.
2: <laughs> it's true, and you know I always say you know time only kills deals and speed only wins them. So with that, what's what would be your average text? call email Chris I need some money here's the deal what's your average first inquiry to ability to close like what's that what's your short easy process take
0: no so yeah I just so I mean people just text me and I uh I'm like hey what are you getting it for what do you think it's worth obviously I just check the numbers and I'm like hey I'm 15% down uh let's just get that you know get get that done right now because uh you know, people ask, Hey, will you do 100? I'm like, I don't. I know there's guys out there that do, so you know, feel free to text them. Um, we do 10 down. I'm like, No, I'll do 15 down. <laughs> and even in the guys that are like, You know, I get the sales, what if I give you 50 down? I'm like, I loan at 12, I pay 10. Like, it doesn't do me any good to, to lower my rate, and even if you give me 50 down. I'm sure if someone will give you a lower rate. I just I just don't have any room to do it.
2: But again, that closing time frame is a day. It it, you know it could be easily a day. Yeah,
0: I fund a trustee sale, which so if we bid today, I got to close by five p.m. So I get a you know, and obviously some out of town lenders don't don't understand trustee sale, don't want to understand trustee sale. So that's a niche that uh, you know a lot of bigger guys can't compete. Now there's not a lot of trustee sales right now, but uh, you know, but yeah, I can I can get a text and fun tomorrow. No problem. I just, you know, got to get the updated prelim, as you know, and I, that takes the title about 24 hours to do.
2: Of course. Of course. Well, man, we've, we've covered a lot of ground here uh, before we sort of exit out. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that want to get in touch with you. So w- what's the best way to get in touch with Chris?
0: Yeah, I just, uh, I'm just, you know, on Instagram, just Chris underscore Iman on Instagram. You can watch, uh, I'm on, just for flips on YouTube channels. If you, I talk about novations and subject twos and all kinds of different stuff. Um, you know, I talk about. Uh, put out some different stuff. I mean, I don't know if you kind of heard. Uh, you know, Tricon Canadian Fund is uh, looking at dipping their toe in the water here sometime soon. Uh, that's recent news. Progress Realty is is reaching out also and thinking about dipping in their toe back in the water too so you know I always try to keep up with the latest and greatest stuff happening um you know
2: you have to and it sounds like you do man well uh it's it's been a pleasure and and man we really appreciate you dropping a ton of valuable content on a lot of different spectrums here i'm i'm going to give you and, and i'm sure you got a lot of nicknames that are much better than this but I'm I'm gonna go with like Chris the nice guy Iman. You <laughs> nice. used that earlier. And I mean, look, from just being too nice at, at times, uh to, to maybe ask for the sale to making sure you pay back what was lent, given to you, which is super commendable, man. And then just being nice enough to be here on this show. Uh, Chris, man, it, it's been a pleasure and thank you for dropping all this knowledge on us here today, man. And I'm sure you're gonna keep kicking butt and looking forward to continue seeing you do that.
0: Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. It's always fun to, you know explore this stuff with new people,
2: right? Always, man. You can't have enough relationships in real estate. That's yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a wrap. This is Nate Tromfio finished up with another amazing episode of Real Estate of Things with my man, Chris Iman, covering grounds from acquisitions, dispositions to lending, all sides of a real estate transaction. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. Check us out every Tuesday for new fresh episode to drop And also, you can find all things of Real Estate of Things at our website, realestateofthings.co. Much more information to come. Looking forward to catching you next time.
1: Are you a real estate investor looking for the right lender that can finance all your deals and help you scale? Lima One Capital has the best suite of loan products in the industry bar none. Whether that's fix-and-flips, fix-and-holds, building new construction, or buying rental properties, they have incredible financing solutions for it all. A reliable, common-sense lender is one of the most important parts of your investment team, and that's exactly what you get with Lima One. Let Lima One Capital show you how they've helped thousands of real estate investors scale and increase their wealth. Check out limaone.com or call 800 259 0595 to speak with a consultant in preparation for your next project. Thank you for joining us today on the Real Estate of Things podcast. Subscribe and tune in weekly for new content from the industry's best while we continue to unpack the nuances of this dynamic market. Follow us across social media for additional insights and analysis on the topics covered in each episode. And remember to rate, review, and share the show.